Welcome to Freedom to Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction of any kind or those searching for a better way to live. Rich and Susan Kallenberg found freedom from drug addiction and alcoholism over two decades ago. In the series, The Temple of the Mind, Part Two, they examine motives, our tendencies to judge others, and the dangers that lie ahead for God's people so all can have prepared hearts and minds to be the temple of His Holy Spirit. Take every thought captive now on Freedom to Choose. Hello, everyone. My name is Rich Kallenberg. And my name is Susan Kallenberg. And we would like to welcome you once again to Freedom to Choose, The Temple of the Mind, Part 2. And this is program number 36, Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Matthew 7, 7. And Susan, before we get going, would you open with a word of prayer, please? Yes. Uh, Father in heaven, we are grateful that um, we have an opportunity to speak about your word and um, to gain a greater understanding day by day about um, how we can look at your word and have correct um, correct understanding about where you're trying to direct us and to guide us so that um, we can once again be reunited with you in love and honesty and truth and uh, we're just grateful that you put so much time and energy into us and um, help us to do that for other people. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Yeah, so once again, we are on program 36 in the Temple of the Mind, Part 2. And um, you said in your prayer uh, God to for God to direct us and reunite us with him. And I like that language. Well, because, you know, you read the Scripture, and if you're not if you're not united to him, you know, you, you can be, you can become a Christian and sit and wonder what the heck happened. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> you mean, know? I mean, it's, it's very, very much like participating in a marriage. That got your attention, didn't it? <laughs> it did. Huh? What? You almost hurt your neck with raising your head up there. She was looking at her notes. And when I said participating in a marriage, so there must be, we probably have to talk after this. Maybe there's a lack of participation on this side here. I don't know. On your side or on, my, on my okay. side? Yeah. Oh, everything's all right now because it's my side, right? <laughs> well, I, you know, the thing is, is you become a Christian. And so for us who were addicts, it was like life was so hard and so wrong and so hard for so long. It's like when you become a Christian and you read a text like this and you you know so so ask it'll be given to you seek you'll find it and knock and it'll be opened up to you so you can have the wrong connotation of of um you know you can still come with the same character be when you become to believe in Christ you can still come with the same presumptions as you were when you were out in the world mm-hmm. and so you're expecting that it's going to be smooth sailing mm-hmm. uh, god's going to give you the all the your all your hopes, wishes, and dreams. He's going to make them all come true. 
And then you find out, wait a minute, it's not quite, that's not quite how it works out. Yeah, you're packing that same old brain around that needs to be, for a lack of better term, reprogrammed. Exactly. And God gives you a new, as as Oswald Chambers puts it, he gives you a new disposition. Mm -hmm. So your view changes, your desires change. But the old nature is still there to work through it, which Paul works through in Romans 7. Mm-hmm. And he gets to Romans 8, and he had there's this big relief that, okay, he's Even working. Even though I'm struggling, thank it, God he doesn't it, condemn me because Exactly. Of it. God right. knows that brain that you right. created, that character that you created, and now he's going to recreate it. Right. In you. As long as you're, you continue to seek him out and to seek his ways and... Um, because, you know, the thing is, is when we had peace with Satan, um, there wasn't a whole lot against God. We just, ha- But now that, now that we place ourselves on the side of God, you have all this... Kind of um, run into Satan every yeah, once in a while. Yeah, it's like this rushing current that, that can come at you, which is just life, I think, in general. Mm-hmm. But um, it's not always as smooth sailing as you would think it would be once you become a Christian Yeah, for some people. Yeah, so, so I kind of want to get back to this, because um, at knock and he's going to, yeah, this and right. that. Right. So, because I hear people, I wonder what God's will is for me. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. if we're going to knock, we're going to ask it. Want to sure, make sure, it's sure it's wants according to, be, to his will. Okay, so let's break it down very simple, and we all kind of need to start right here. Does God want you to be helpful? Yes. Okay, that's God's will for you. Does right. God want you to pray for others? Yes. That's God's will for you. Does God want you to love others? Yes. Does God want you to blossom where you're planted? Yes. There you go. So we start there. It's not complicated. Mm -hmm. It's little decisions that you make along the way with those basic points Mm -hmm. that are God's will for you in your little world where you're at. Mm -hmm. And and as we build that character, he can give us more and more indications of direction, Mm -hmm. you know, big stuff, big direction and whatnot. But the main thing is, is can we be helpful? Can we pray for others? Can we love others? And can we just simply be that little light, take that that bushel off the lamp, mm-hmm. if you will? Mm-hmm. Can we be a ray of sunshine? Can people be happy when we walk into a room, not happy when we leave? Right. And so I I I don't understand how how it all works because so many people struggle with just existing in this world. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's it's uh, um, so I don't understand how that all plays out, and I guess once this world passes away and God's kingdom is is realized, we'll have maybe more answers. Because I know that um, even though I've been through some really hard times in my life, I don't think that the, I've experienced. I mean, so like this week, there was a big earthquake, and thousands of people are dead, and thousands of people are hurt, and thousands of people are living through this destruction. How do you, you know, go through that kind of a tragedy or losing a loved one? How do you, you know, go through that tragedy and still hold on to the fact that that God is there for you, and that He is answering, and He is opening the door, and mm-hmm. He is giving. 
when, um, you know, everything in, in, that your senses tie you on a day-to-day basis is not, that's, that, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then we get bombarded with this. You just, should have. And you, sh- well, you get bombarded with all this bad, you know, horrible stuff going on. Mm-hmm. You know, the world kind of in term, total turmoil. Right. And then. After a while, you're a deer in the headlights. How many times have I you told you asked me a question? And I said you asked me if I want butter or margarine right now. I couldn't tell you. Right. I'm just I'm a deer in the headlights. Right. There's too much of this going on, mm-hmm. and so we need to get back to be helpful, right. pray for others, love others, blossom where you're planted. Mm-hmm. Just be. It's got to stay there, you right. know, especially when things get ugly and complicated. It's got to stay basic. Go back to the basics. Yeah, it's got to. That that right there is having a relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. It's it's not doing a thousand things. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, it's right there. Right. You know, and so um, this kind of eliminates some misinterpretations maybe. Um, God wants us to know that when we trust him, we have the ability to do all things. So he adds, at the end of this, he adds, for everyone that asks shall receive, and he that seeks shall find, and to him that knocks it shall be opened. So he completes it. He says, ask, ask, and it shall be given to you. But he double completes it so we know that once we're, once we're in this simple relationship with a person of Jesus Christ, and we're communicating, and these are our goals, to be helpful, to pray, to love, and to love God above all things, and to be in, uh, have this relationship be as sacred as possible, that all these things, we're going to ask for the right things. You know what I'm saying? Right, and I think it's even more magnificent that he doesn't put any, uh, any conditions on that, except that you hunger for his mercy, you desire his counsel, and you long for his love ask period that's what he says ask the asking makes it manifest that you realize your necessity and that if you ask in faith you'll receive the lord has pledged his word and it cannot fail if you come with true contrition you shouldn't feel that you are presumptuous in asking for what the lord has promised very good um advice and so do you think that god would um bless us and give us a mature character like Jesus's if we asked for that? Yes, yes. As long as we are really asking for it and it's not just a, not just a show, you know, right? Yeah, because that would be... Because that's what I'm supposed to ask for. Mm -hmm. At least that's what my church says or my, my counselor, my spiritual mentor says, you know, this is what you need to be. So, okay, well, that's what I was told I need to be. So God help me be that. And I feel like garbage. So at least I need to act like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Where you have some hypocrisy coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, how about what is the, hmm, how do I want to put this? What are the grounds for asking? Your need. Our need. Yeah. That's it. Our, so insuffici- when you recognize- our insufficiency. Yeah. When you recognize your need, then he can help. Right. You know, when I recognize a problem in me, then he can actually help. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna ignore all the signs of my, um, my inability to to be kind and my inability to to desire to help, if I'm gonna ignore those 
signs every time I choose not to help or choose. Mm-hmm. Um, when you struck, when we struggle, because we all struggle we with all struggle. doing the right thing. But it's okay to. Um, it's it's like going to. I, I have to drop double back. It's like going to the doctor. Mm-hmm. If you don't realize that something's wrong, you don't go to the doctor and tell them where it's hurt. And so the doctor and you are separated and there's no healing going on because there's no prescription, no operation. Whatever is wrong is not being addressed because we ignore the malady. Right. So we, we, we talk about this. We've talked about it in the past. There was a time when Rich got bronchitis and then I followed up with pneumonia and neither one of us, we both didn't feel well, but neither one of us recognized our true condition. Therefore, we didn't look for a solution. We just were going to hang in there and, and write it out. And and had we continued to write it out, then it could have certainly caused death because mm-hmm. of the seriousness that the condition got to. And I think that's the same way with God. If we're, if we're unwilling to recognize our, our um, where we're at, then... If you don't recognize your need, how can you ever ask for help? You know what? And I just flashed on something, too. God speaks with some pretty harsh language sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Did right. that doctor chew me out when I yes. told him I had a 103-degree temperature for like eight days straight? Yes. He was not happy. Right. And so God, he has some language in here that's, that's very stern. Right. And really what he wants to do, he doesn't hate, God doesn't hate me. He hates this sin that I love. Right. And he hates the fact that you want to keep hanging on to it. Yeah. And we talked about that last program. The penalty of sin is our acceptance of it. Mm -hmm. And of course, the punishment is that we get used to it. Mm -hmm. The more we get used to it, the more we like it. The more we like it, the more we get used to it. And we go down and down and down. And that's when God says the, the, the sin is the transgression of the law. And the wages of that sin is death. Mm-hmm. That's the wage. It's the wages of the sin. Right. It's not the punishment from God. The punish. The, the wage. The, the right. Sin because is God's the, gift to us is eternal life. Yes. Don't don't be afraid of God who's going to nail you for sin. Be afraid of sin who's going to nail you inherently, and right. you're going to love it while you're getting, you know, pummeled by it. Right. That's just that's how it is, and mm-hmm. that's the, all the warnings in the Bible. Right. And we're not, we're not born with a good character. It, you know, it's got to be developed. It's got to be developed. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess it's the condition upon how we come to God that we desire him to cleanse us from sin and to take away all of our selfishness. And that's, that's the beautiful thing is that it's, our, it's, it's the need that draw, that should, that that God wants it, that need to drive us to find out the solutions from him. Mm-hmm. So our utterly self-helpless state is what makes him and his redeeming power a necessity for our lives. So Because we're incapable of doing it on our own. Yeah, and so you said him and his power. This is the key. When we say, when we hear the word seek, mm-hmm. we're always seeking something. Right. Right? Right. No. Seek, desire not merely his blessing, but God himself. Right. That's right. the key. Right. Seek and you will find. Right. Seek God. It's a person. Mm-hmm. And when we're involved with a person, I'm not involved with a piece of paper in my marriage or a bunch of rules. Right. I'm involved with my wife, right. the person. Mm-hmm. When I'm involved with her, 
the rules become unwritten, mm-hmm. they're everything's a byproduct of the healthy relationship. Of the healthy relationship of right. us treating one another with just dignity and respect. Right. If you're treating Jesus with dignity and respect, the byproduct is you will treat everyone else with dignity and respect. Acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. Job 22:21. Seek and you shall find. God is seeking you. And the very desire you feel to come to him is but the drawing of his Holy Spirit. Yield to that drawing and move towards that person. Right. So isn't that wonderful? It's like, so there's that need, and the very desire that we have in our heart is actually from God to help us, to bring us to the solution. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So God, he, he is pleading the cause of people who are tempted, people who have no faith, he wants to lift them out in, into a loving relationship with him, and if we seek him, we can we can find him. And so it's it's a it's like God is saying, you know, I've got all the answers, mm-hmm. right? And 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 I'm going to cause you to seek those answers, or I'm going to put a spirit. I've got my Holy Spirit that's helping you to have a desire. You know, mm-hmm. when when um. I first got clean and sober, it was, you know, God helped me to be willing to be willing to be willing to want to be clean, mm-hmm. right? Because I didn't have that in and of myself. I had no will other than to continue to make bad choices that would was taking me down a path of destruction. But God can work in us and through us and through other people in order to to right the wrongness of our minds and our hearts that um, get contaminated with the uh, atmosphere of this world and you know genetics and everything else. God is above all that. And you said you said something when you first got clean mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. I want to live. Right. God gave you a new disposition, yes. but boy, was it hard work. Right. It right. was going to meetings, doing right. twelve steps, going to. Ch- it was a regimen of stuff that was so foreign to you and to me. But you had a new disposition. You now wanted to live, right? And, and and that didn't come from within me. That came from the spirit of God, right? And see, this is what is so important about the cross, and this is what's so important about the night before when he washed the disciples' feet. Mm-hmm. He had just realized all heaven and earth had been given to him. He girds his loin and he washes his betrayer's feet. Then he allows his creation to nail him to a cross, and he doesn't retaliate. Mm -hmm. And then he forgives those who nailed him to the cross. Mm -hmm. This is the God that's drawing you and me. If you behold that cross, and if you like that, that's what heaven is going to be like, a non-retaliatory God whose children love him for who he is. And if you choose not to love him, he respects that choice, and he's willing to let you go your own way. Let you go your own way, suffer the consequences of life without love, which is death. Right. Knock, when we come by to God by special invitation, and he waits to welcome us into his audience chamber. The first disciples who followed Jesus weren't satisfied with just a hurried conversation with him. They said, Rabbi, where do you live? They came and saw where he dwelt and abode with him there that day, John 1, 38 and 39. And I love the book of John and the first couple of chapters when it talks about um, 
the, them everybody meeting him and going through this process of of meeting Jesus and you know dropping everything. It's mm-hmm. uh, I love the Book of John. It's uh, it's a fascinating book. Right. So we can be admitted into the closest intimacy and communion with God. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That's Psalm ninety one one. So let those who desire the blessing of God knock and wait at the door of mercy with firm assurance, saying, For thou, O Lord, hast said, Everyone that asks receives, and he that seeks finds, and to him that knocks it's, it, is, it will be opened. You ever lost your phone? Yes. And without the find my iPhone thing yes. working? What do you do? You look for it until... What? You find it. Exactly. Right. Sometimes it takes 10 minutes. Sometimes it takes the greater part of the day. But you look for it till when? Till Til you found. find it. Mm-hmm. Um, how many of us are that diligent with God? Right. Because we may have bumped into him on occasion. Mm-hmm. We may be bumping into him quite a bit. But God, to me, is like a diamond with countless facets. facets. Mm-hmm. So much beauty and so much glory and so much wonderful character f- facets that we can never fully, fully, fully understand him. Mm-hmm. However, the, the more we seek him, the more we're going to know about him, the more we're going to be drawn to him. So, you know what, isn't that interesting? Because in reality, God we could have been going through this whole thing in like this real sterile laboratory universe, but God didn't do that. He said, let me, let me create and show you the things that I like. So he, oh, cre- I like that. right. So he created little kittens that are super soft and he created um, flowers that look and smell so wonderful. And it draws you, it hope, you know, when we get into this mindset, it should draw us into that higher character of God. Think about this. Everything that you know already, objects, animals, whatnot, and everything that you don't know, whenever you come into contact with it, can you picture Jesus saying, I created this for you. I like it. What do you think of it? Right. Like like the three little kittens that we just... Got, oh, she yeah. kind of shook her head there a little bit. We picked up three feral kittens, but they're running around the house, and two of them are almost tame now. They're pretty much tame, so we're working on the third one. But can you picture Jesus saying, I created these little animals. You rescued them. Thank you. Now, do you like them? I, I really like them. You know, or, or yeah. the banana that I eat in the morning. Right, or I, butterflies. A butterfly. Or hummingbirds. Or a kiwi, or, or whatever. trees. I, I or... created this for you. Do you right. like it? right. Do we these, think these, of that? Right. So God is saying, these are the things that I like. I like vibrant colors. I like the way that these flowers, you know, the, the colors are intertwined with each other, that humanity is incapable of reproducing. We can't reproduce. Right. Yeah, God can put yellow, green, red, blue, all these colors together and in a beautiful. bed of flowers, and it's gorgeous. Right. But we try to do it on, on canvas, and it, it just and, doesn't and do it. And so I believe, too, is that not only did it, he do it with creation and, and plant life and animal life, but he did it with human beings as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, each the, one has—we have our own unique characteristics that God loves about us. And he just wants to, to sweeten our characters more and more, make us become less critical, more harmless, 
and um, seeking him and his ways as opposed to allowing our ways to overrun us. Yes. And and so and once again we're born with infected with fear and selfishness. That's the problem. We don't want help. We want to um make sure that we're not hurt and when we do that it's at other people's expense. Right. And so God is trying to eradicate that from our natures, mm-hmm. but it has to be our choice. He gives us that disposition like you wanted to live. You were Before you were killing yourself to live, now you really wanted to live and you knew it. Mm-hmm. But we both knew and it, there was going to be hard work. Right. Hard work. Right. But God gives you, once you step out and say, I, I know I got to do some hard work, and you start to do it, he gives you that power. Yep. You bet. We're going to have to wrap it up, folks. Once again, thank you for joining us. And remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle. And you have the freedom to choose. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thank you for listening to The Temple of the Mind, Part 2 on Freedom to Choose. There is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems, unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Collenberg are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, Could It Be This Simple, The Way Out of Your Prison?, Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they are supported by people like you. Thank you for listening and remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Power in